Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Rootspace Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. I'm doing this one entirely over again. I had done it someplace where I was trying to keep my voice down and I was like whispering and that might have worked better for you than me talking out loud, but I didn't feel right doing it that way. So uh, today's is a look at the Cubs game Sunday and how that's going to be a bit emblematic of games on into the rest of the of this season. Today, Rafael Ortega. Well, uh, the Cubs had five hits. Rafael Ortega had four hits. The Cubs had five runs scored. Rafael Ortega drove in all five. Rafael Ortega was basically the offense. And Ed Brailsley pitched, eh, all right. Don't drag too much out of that game because I don't think there's a whole lot to drag out of it long term. Um, but that is going to be quite a bit like what most of the rest of the games will be this season. There's really not a whole lot of offense. The thump that you, oh, how to phrase this, when the Cubs were relying on Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, and Anthony Rizzo, and others, when they were struggling, sometimes the offense would tend to struggle. Well, they're not even there now. They're not there now. It's going to be Patrick Wisdom. It's going to be Patrick, uh, it's going to be Matt Duffy. It's going to be Rafael Ortega. Maybe switch in a little Janesh Wee Fargus. Play some Frank Schwindel once in a while and assess, are these guys worth keeping on the 40-man roster over the offseason? That's the question. That's the question. I know a lot of people out there are, well, that's not what major league games are supposed to be about. Well, that's what this ma- these major league games are going to be about because winning is not of the utmost importance. The utmost importance now, since there are no more trades that are going to be made, is to assess the players that are available. Will Jake Jewell be worth a 40-man roster spot over the offseason? Manny Rodriguez was fantastic in his opening outing, gave up a home run to the first battery face today. He has the velocity. Sometimes the location is a bit spotty. That's what you're getting from Manny Rodriguez. And the Cubs have a number of years to bounce him up and down between the minor leagues and the major leagues to get him to the point where he is more reliable. Manny Rodriguez, will uh, Michael Rucker be worth the 40-man roster spot? These are all legitimate questions, all completely legitimate questions. The question of, oh, well, are are they going to go out and sign? No, that's not for now. What is going to be done in the offseason is not for now. That is for later. One other thing to mind. Toward the end of the month, or shortly there, the, shortly thereafter, sometimes the Cubs tend to have massive move-ups. Or move-downs, whichever. Depending upon who's doing well and who isn't. Well, the Cubs roster is full. 
I don't know if they're going to have uh, five players on a taxi squad when the Cubs have games anymore. I don't know if that's even going to be necessary. I don't know if that would be beneficial. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. You're only allowed 180 players off the 40-man roster in the system. Will the Cubs be benefited by having three minor league pitchers hanging around for a three-game series in some town? I, I don't know. At the start of the season, it made sense. As of now, it might not. What is kind of important and is also really kind of difficult is to assess when a minor league player has accomplished enough to move from the level he is currently at to the next level up. It's difficult. It's very difficult, especially if you're not in a, um, what's the word I want, chamber room? There's a whole lot of uh, ideas being bounced around and people asking stuff and people asking things. Does, for instance, Jordan Wogu belong at South Bend? Maybe yeah, maybe no. Interesting idea. But the Cubs have a whole lot of outfielders that should probably be in the Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach range. Draft picks? Owen Casey? Where do they belong and why? Then you move up the ladder. You move up the ladder. A lot of people are probably wondering, well, some people are probably wondering, when Adbert Alzale gets shut down for the season, which is going to happen. I would not be surprised to see him get four or five, four or five more starts and be done for the year. There, there's really, he's done, he's had a good year as far as increasing his pitching, increasing his innings, increasing his major league innings. He's had a good year. You want to run him up to a certain point. I don't know what that certain point is. And say, okay, fine, you're done for the year. You've done your best. You've done all we're going to ask for. So then, when that point hits, Adbaralzale gets transferred to the 60-day disabled list because they don't want him to take up a 40-man roster spot if he's not going to be pitching anymore. And if he's done for the year, he's not going to be pitching anymore. So you take him out of the rotation, put him on the 60-day disabled list, so he's done for the year. So now your pitch, your rotation becomes well. You have Jake Hendrick, or you, you have Jake Arrieta, you have Kyle Hendricks, you have Kyle, uh, you have Zach Davies. Those three, Alec Mills four, and then the fifth. If you're not going to use Alzale, then you're probably looking at Justin Steele or Pop. Justin Steele, probably rather soon. Keegan Thompson, not too terribly long thereafter. But those two, even, you're going to need more innings. You're going to need somebody to come in and swallow innings just to take them up so that the import, more important younger players, I'll just phrase it that way, don't get injured. So at some point, someone is going to get called up either for the rotation or for extended innings for instance, if you're going to start uh, Justin Steele, Steele would probably go three or four innings to start. No reason to send him any further than that. You want to have him built up. You don't want to assume, yeah, he's going to be able to pitch seven innings right out of the gate. That would be, that would be stupid. That would probably, that would very potentially injure him. 
So you don't want to do that. You want him to go three, maybe four innings, whatever, you know, to the point where he's getting extended but not endangered. So at some point, the Cubs are going to have to call up someone else. And probably, if not sooner, when uh, Ed Brasley is done for the season. Who would that be? Presumably, by the looks of it, Adrian Sampson looks like the best starter in uh, Iowa. If you're going to disregard Keegan Thompson and Justin Steele, then Adrian Sampson is the best starter in Iowa. He's done rather well. He did rather well tonight. He's probably the guy you lean toward. That would be fine, especially if there's an open roster spot for him, which if Abra Elsley or frankly anybody else gets done for the year. Well, why, why, would the, why would the Cubs want Adrian Sampson? Well, Cubs would want Adrian Sampson. I'll tell you what. I have not looked at his baseball reference page in weeks. I don't know how much he's pitched at the major league level. I know he's pitched at least two, two different seasons. I don't know how many innings. I don't know how many option seasons he has remaining. But before you criticize Adrian Sampson, because I've never heard of him before, when did you first hear of Rafael Ortega? When did you first hear of Jake Marisnik? When did you first hear of Patrick Wisdom? Players like Janeshwi Fargus are going to get looks in August, in September, because they should, because the Cubs ought to... They're around now. They're around now. There have been a number of teams, and I'll use the Cardinals as an, as an example, where the Cardinals would have a player in their organization. They would take a couple of looks at them. They wouldn't commit to them. They let them have a couple of players, but then they go to go back to somebody else, and then they'd end up letting them go. Patrick Wisdom, one of those guys. I think Luke Voigt was one of those guys. I think uh, Randall Grichuk was kind of one of those guys. Um, when you have a guy around, you have a guy on the roster, and, 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 this is a very salient point. The wins or losses in games aren't all that important. Last couple years, They've been very important. This year, the Cubs six games next week. If they go two and four, they go four and two. If they go one and five, hey, you keep playing. It's not all that essential how the Cubs do in the standings. It's not. It just isn't. So when you're in that situation, let Rafael Ortega start five or six times a week. Let Duffy start five or six times a week. Let Patrick Wisdom start five or six times a week. Let Sergio Alcantara start six or five or six times a week. But sneak in Janeshwi Fargus. Sneak in Frank Schwindel against a left-hander once in a while. Let the players on the bench play because you don't know how they're going to do. Now, as to whether Andrew Romine, who is 34, 35. He's up there. He's up there. And he has no... Um, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. 
Maybe you might want to stick around, maybe you might not want to, but I really don't see Romine as being a guy who you want to prioritize getting in there. He'll play some, he won't play some. Sergio Alcantara, you want to look at him. Um, Wisdom, you want to look at him. Ortega, you want to make sure he gets his time. You definitely want to play Ian Happ most of the time. I know a number of you are probably anti-Ian Happ because he has bad numbers, and I understand that entirely. But the reality is, when you're in a season like this, when your season is basically hopeless, you're playing out the string from the 1st of August. You play the guys that are on the bench. You take a look at them. And if something happens, Ian Happ has two months to play his way into a contract next season. If the Cubs want him next season, they can have him next season. Or if they decide they don't want him next season, they can non-tender him and he can go somewhere else. What's going to happen? I'm not sure, but the Cubs might as well give Ian Happ his five or six starts a week so he can prove if he belongs or if he doesn't. Jason Hayward, do with him whatever you want as far as playing time. Let him start three or four times a week. I'd just soon see Janeshwi Fargus play, actually. Fargus probably isn't as good as Hayward, but I'd like to... I'd be willing to be proven wrong. What if Fargus is worth keeping around? I don't know. Maybe he is. He's quick. He's quicker than most of the guys on the Cubs squad. Um, that adds some sort of value to it. The rest of the year will be assessing players. Once it gets to a certain point, the Cubs might want to call up more players from the minors. Rafi, um, Christopher Morell is already on the 40-man roster. My hunch, he will probably be in Iowa rather soon. Whether that is on Tuesday or whether that is two weeks from Tuesday, I'm not sure. But he might as well be in Iowa. He's on the 40-man roster. Let him get a look at that level. He's had almost a full season of double-A. Let him get in some triple-A as well. If Miguel Amaya were healthy, it'd be great to get him playing somewhere. But he's not. Assess the players on the roster now. Also, players that a decision has to be made on. For instance, Tony Sangrani in AAA, left-handed reliever. Is he worth calling up? I don't know. But uh, if the Cubs do not call him up, then he will almost certainly go somewhere else next year. Um, I wouldn't blame him. Because if you're in a situation like the Cubs are in now, and you are a free agent in the offseason, and they didn't even bother calling you up, yeah, I'd go. I'd leave. One other thing that's going to be begged for, and I'm going to fight it with fire. I'm going to fight it with fire. People who are watching the Cubs minor leagues right now are having actually a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun following the Cubs minor league system because not only was it starting to get good anyway, but pieces, extra pieces, were added just recently. Just recently, pieces were added. 
And some Cubs fans will be begging, please, 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 please call up Brennan Davis before the end of the season because it would be really nice. I'm going to fight that one with fire. I'm going to fight that one with fire. You have a 40-man roster in the offseason. 40 players, not 47, not 92, not 180, a 40-man roster. If Brennan Davis is called up, and let's say he gets in six or eight starts, woohoo! Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure he would benefit from those six or eight games, but he would take up a 40-man roster spot that otherwise would not need to have been taken up. It could be taken up by someone else. They could call up Ethan Roberts, who might have to be added to the Rule 5 draft protection list to avoid being lost in the offseason. So if someone wants to say, yeah, the Cubs might want to call up Ethan Roberts in late September, I won't argue that one because that is a logical... Um, it's a logical decision with strategy attached to it. If you call up Brennan Davis, he gets however many games in that he does. A, he takes up a 40-man roster spot for the rest of the season. Secondly, if there is a work stoppage, he doesn't get to go to the facility. If it's a strike, he's not going to the facility. If it's a lockout, he's not going to the facility. If he's still a AAA player and not a major leaguer, then he very possibly can go to the facility, take batting practice, get tips from the hitting coaches, all that kind of schmeal. He can do all of that if he's not on the 40-man roster. The people who are the Cubs ought to call up Brennan Davis are exactly the same people that were saying back in the day the Cubs ought to call up Chris Bryant in September because I want to see him play. Okay? Well, you get to see him play, but he still would have left as a free agent. There, there's no way that Chris Bryant would have signed an extension with the Cubs unless they would have opened up the pocketbooks and they weren't going to do that. A player should be added to the 40-man roster only when it is logically preferable to not calling him up. If there are specific reasons, for instance, let's say the, uh, the league announces if you call up a prospect who possibly, if the league would say if you call up a prospect tomorrow and because you call him up tomorrow, you get three extra first-round draft picks. Well, okay, now there's a reason to do it. But there is no reason to do it. There's no good reason to call up Brennan Davis to Chicago. What the Cubs ought to do, be it Tuesday, be it a week from Tuesday, at some point relatively soon, Brennan Davis should go to Des Moines. He should play in Iowa. And for what? Three, four, five, seven, eight, however many weeks it is. However many weeks it is. What's his OPS going to be? What do you mean you don't know? What, what, what do you mean you don't know? You're the one... It, players develop at their own pace. 
players develop at their own pace and calling someone up to the major leagues to get an extra 10 or 18 or 34 at bats doesn't magically do anything except take up a roster spot. Brennan Davis ought to be in Tennessee until the Cubs decide to move him up to Iowa. Then he ought to be in Iowa the rest of the season. If he's if his OPS is like 400 points higher than it was in Tennessee, which it won't be, then maybe you can make an argument. But realistically, Brennan Davis ought to go to Iowa rather soon, and through the rest of the season, he'll have to play in Iowa. And, 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 if you're one of those Cubs fans, that is Brennan Davis envious. You are jealous that I, Tim, you're, I don't know if I'm so humble or not. Maybe yeah, maybe no. Your podcaster listens to Brennan Davis play. You can do the same thing. Audio streaming. All the minor league games in the Cubs pipeline above the Mesa level have audio streaming. You yourself can listen to Brennan Davis play. You yourself can listen to Nelson Maldonado play. You yourself can listen to Bryce Ball play. Pick a game. Pick a game. Which pitcher intrigues you? Which matchup interests you? Go with that player. Listen to that game. Check it out. You'll learn something. And guess what? The Cubs are going to do what they're going to do anyway. You're probably going to be able to catch up on that in five or ten minutes anyway because the blog that you attend, the podcasts you listen to, all that kind of stuff. They're going to be able to fill you in on it real easy. If you are Brennan Davis envious, listen to a game, Ev. Listen to a game. I strongly recommend, regardless how much of a Cubs fan you are, I strongly recommend listening to one minor league game per week. When I decided I'm going to listen to some minor league games, that's what it was. I wanted to listen to minor league baseball. I, you know, I'd gone to minor league games, but when I decided, you know, I'm going to listen to Trey McNutt pitch a game in the minor leagues. I'm going to listen to Heck Ju Lee play a game. I wasn't necessarily thinking I'm going to start to prioritize those over Chicago Cubs games for the next decade. That wasn't my plan. I flipped on college, I flipped on minor league games, and guess what? They're fun. They're fun. They're not all about, oh my God, we lost a game because our reliever gave up a three-run homer. I think I'm going to go beat the kids. That doesn't happen with minor league baseball. It doesn't happen in minor league baseball. You're listening to a game because you want to learn some things, you want to have a little fun. Maybe, 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 maybe along the way you develop a couple of announcers that you like their style, you like the way they call things, and you start to shuffle your priorities. I'm not required by anyone. I don't have a pistol to my head saying you have to listen to South Bend play tonight. Not a bit. I listen to whatever I want to listen to. Today there were two games 
and well two periods of games Iowa South Bend and Tennessee all started at about one o'clock central and then Myrtle Beach started at four I was prioritizing the South Bend game because I wanted to listen to Alexander Canario and I wanted to listen to Bryce Ball I made the right call for me it was very very helpful for me to listen to what they did. I can't really put specifically into words what I picked up from listening, but it was a very important thing that I listened to that game specifically. That was mostly what I listened to. And I'm not required to listen to minor league games. I like listening to minor league games. If the Cubs are crap for you to listen to. If a Chicago Cubs game is drudgery for you, don't listen. Don't watch. Turn it off. Walk your dog. Mow the lawn. Mow the neighbor's lawn. Go to the grocery store. Go for a walk. Pick some flowers. Go pet a dog. Whatever it is that you do, but if you decide at some point, you know, I want to listen to baseball, but I really don't want to listen to a Chicago Cubs game. Listen to a minor league game that's not the Chicago Cubs. If you are a Brendan Davis fan, listen to Brendan Davis play. If it happens that in the next eh, two weeks, the Cubs decide to send Owen Casey to low A Myrtle Beach and you decide you know what Owen Casey has been doing really well in Mesa I want to listen to Owen Casey play his first game oh by the way Pete Crow Armstrong was not in the lineup today apparently uh, I've made a podcast about it um, you have to be on the roster before he can be injured which seems kind of odd to me but they put him into the line uh, put him onto the roster today so that tomorrow they can put him on the injured list screw you heck to me but there you go. Um, if you are interested in developing players, find a developing player. Find a guy that you're interested in. See how he's doing. If it ends up being that you're interested in Christian Hernandez and you're upset that there's no vid uh, video or audio on that, well, follow, follow the games online. It's hard to find, but you can do it. If you need help, let me know. The 2021 season is going to be about assessing talent. Assessing talent that very possibly you are not familiar with. Manny Rodriguez, Jake Jewell, Rafael Ortega. Is this player worth a 40-man roster spot over the offseason? Very, very simple question. Very, very, very important to assess. Had the St. Louis Cardinals had the Seattle Mariners decided, you know what, we should really keep Patrick Wisdom. Now, they might not have done Seattle wouldn't have done it because he... It, <laughs> Patrick Wisdom for Seattle was about like uh, Jose Martinez with the Cubs. They weren't going to keep him because he didn't do anything. If you let a player play, if you let a player play, if you let a player play and he does well, then it's tempting to keep him. If you let a player play and he does lousy, then it's tempting to let him go. 
and assessing whether a player is worth keeping or not is something that you do in a season when a team might lose 90 games. And that might be where the Cubs are. Um, thanks for stopping by. The game today, the game on Sunday, the game, the Rafael Ortega game where he hits three home runs, that's going to be what the season's about. It's not going to be um, seventh, eighth inning, oh my goodness, is the bullpen going to hold this? This is really important. No, 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 it's not going to be that way for the rest of 2021. It might not be that way for 2022. might not even be that way for 2023. It's going to depend upon how well the prospects develop. So you can watch the Cubs game, certainly, by all means, but realize that a bunch of what's going to be important in 2023, 2024, and 2025 is how guys that are not with the parent club right now do. Also, just to make your day a little bit more depressing, Kyle Hendricks, Wilson Contreras, they might be next. Thanks for stopping by. Be safe. Be nice to others. And remember, Rafael Ortega had a three-homer day with four hits and drove in all five runs, even though the Cubs lost six to five. And you know what? The Rafael Ortega thing, that's kind of cool. Have a great day. Have a great next week.